Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Good morning. On this Mandala Day in March 2021. 21 is also the day and the equinox most fitting for this event. Even though we might at times experience more darkness than light, here the activity of Dharma clearly presents to us the, res the reciprocity between light and darkness and the place where both light and darkness are of equal strength. Mandala Day, the 21st. It's a reminder of the connection, the connection that goes beyond the physical, that goes beyond the mental, the temporal, We remember our ancestors, our predecessors, our Dharma relations, male, female, non-binary, all of them. Our Dharma relations, our Dharma family, our Dharma friends are all here with us. so are those who have departed through COVID-19, more than half a million people alone in the United States, several millions across the planet. So are the victims of violence who lose their lives caused by identity and ideology through violence. Yet, universal life includes everyone. Universal life includes all beings. Endless dimensions extend endlessly, yet they stretch over many limited spaces. We as practitioners and followers of the path of the Buddha are called to awaken to this truth, to act out of this enlightenment of everything illuminating as our self. And I would like to tell you a story today that hopefully will help illuminate some of the aspects of this practice and this awakening. 
So the story has to do, to do with an old legend about the dragon. The dragon, whenever a dragon gave birth to offsprings, a great golden bird would appear and devour the dragon's offsprings. It might have been a phoenix bird. And one day, after having suffered so many losses, the dragon went to see the Buddha and explained to the Buddha, I'm losing all my offsprings. They will never be safe. And the Buddha said, here, take this piece of golden threaded cloth and drape it over your offspring and it shall be safe. The dragon was very happy. He went back, he draped it over his newest offspring and her offspring was safe. One, but others still were devoured. The dragon came back to the Buddha asking for more of the cloth. But the Buddha said, well, this cloth is endlessly able to divide itself. And even if you have a single thread of it draped over your offspring, the golden bird will not devour it. So this is the basis of case number 50. We have to know this to understand case number 50 of the Kidoroku. Kidoroku, 100 koans from Kido Chigu. And number 50 goes like this. Once there was a monk who carrying the takuhatsu bowl, the food arms bowl. And this monk went to a house where an old man lived. There was a ferocious dog. The monk got bitten by the dog. The old man came out as if to add insult to injury and said, if a dragon has even a single thread of the Buddha's cloth on him, the golden bird will not devour it. How is it, reverend, you clad fully in the gown of the Buddha, that you were bitten by a dog? The monk was speechless. It's a wonderful koan that reminds me always to not be attached to a one-sided, limited view of what enlightenment or awakening is 
and living from an awakened self. Awakening is similar as endless dimensions, similar to universal life that includes everything. Should you ever hear about just bliss, luck, youth, beauty, you can be sure it is limited. It is switch and bait and switch. It might help you to start. And for that, it might be, okay, come along. Like the king in the Lotus Sutra offered more toys to the children to leave the burning palace to save their lives. For Upaya, it might be something that works, but be prepared. Universal life includes everyone, all beings. Endless dimensions are endless. So how is it that in a world that has known about this teaching of the Buddha for more than two and a half thousand years. We still face the same challenges, the same conundrum, the same human weaknesses, the same propensity to attach to ideology, to attach and identify oneself with I am. And from an I am without the proper practice, the I am better emerges. Or I am worse. I am this, I am that, all of it falls into the same function, which we have to study very, very carefully. Because if we just treat this world symptomatically, then it is not the full medicine that Shakyamuni Buddha Siddhartha Gautama has offered us that medicine of practice, of awakening from the I am self is quite more powerful. Yet, at the same time, if we have painkillers, if we have symptomatic treatment to help out right now, of course we are called to employ them skillfully. An idea of absolute and relative in itself already is flawed because it's a dichotomy. Thinking that the Buddha's medicine will heal everything from the absolute point of view already puts the borders and the walls around the universal life 
and the endless dimensionality of being able to apply the medicine as prescribed. Even in our lives, we at times think, oh, I have practiced so diligently, like the monk. Humbly, I appear in this world and ask for arms. And what do I get? The dog bit me. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's quite comical. How could the holy man be bitten by a dog? How could enlightenment, awakening, not save us from these tribulations, from these difficulties, from these symptoms of the disease of being alive? This idea that the old man puts forth that there is perfection, enlightenment in this case, being clad in the Buddha's cloth and that one would not be affected from worldly causes and effects, which is the dog's bite, of course, in itself is a limited approach to this. A similar koan also appears in the Gendai Sojizen Hyoron as case number 143. And in that koan, there is the suggestion that this mistaken understanding of awakening, of enlightenment, to conceive it as a deliverance from the troubles and pain of this world. So it is an important consideration in our practice to deeply look at that. Gall is bitter to the root. Melon is sweet all through. From this old saying, Haku in Ekaku, who commented on this koan, said, unexpectedly, I met up with trouble. The second half was used by Master Kido saying, a sweet melon is sweet clear through. And if you want to see the Kidoroku, it was just published in a new translation by Dosho Port, in which Dosho speaks about this koan and says, yes, when you eat the melon and you get to the stem, it gets kind of tart. Wonderful imagery pointing us to our commitment to the paramitas, to bodhicitta, to that what moves us forward and aspirational energy that we so, so sorely need on this path. Sangha, all of us, all of us encourage each other in these times 
that we individually are bitten by dogs, collectively see the ills of a long time conceived mindset and ideology. But we also teach each other kanti or kshanti, forbearance. It is always deeply inspiring to see living examples of practitioners continuing on this path, fully committed, many, many a scar wherever the dog sunk its teeth into them. Going forward from this openness of an awakened heart mind. And so we can join them as commuters that we are, commuters and shapeshifters from the sleeper to the one who wakes up in the morning, takes tea, water, or coffee, and then goes through the day's activity, sits down in Zazen and completely merges with endless dimensions, universal life, but is called back, back to this human world where we are called forth to act. Travelers, our ticket is bodhicitta, applying ourselves to this wonderful journey with a strong aspiration to awaken over and over again. It might sting terribly once the dog has bit, but we have the power to heal. We have the power to persevere and to continue our path forward together. This is a long-term undertaking, endless dimensions, endless vow, endless is the path of the Buddha. And the real joy is that we walk this path together. We have the unique opportunity as a human being to not only perceive, but to penetrate and then become completely one to return as the embodiment of not leaving out, not polarizing, but expanding our heart like Jisho Enro did all her life. 
And still, though we might be clad in this gown of the Buddha, we might just try to carry more than just one thread of it with us, just to make sure it doesn't apply to us. But nonetheless, we dragons go to sleep. And when we turn over, our blanket will wipe off even those threads that we have collected. The golden bird will appear and devour us without exception. But when it comes, how we meet it will make a big difference. There you are. Even you, I cannot leave out. Let the dogs bark. Let the golden bird come when it's time for it to come. But let us be able to say before we reach that point, yes, I have given the self my interest my heart, my body to these endless dimensions, universal life. And all the dog bites are right what brought me here. Let us continue to walk this path together. Let us keep alive the spirit of the dragon in this cloth of the Buddha. That in the end makes us more vulnerable and thus truly rich. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.